I'm really excited to introduce someone who I have enormous respect for and I think is the most progressive leader in healthcare. No doubt. And you'll learn <laughs> why very shortly. With the U.S. health system at a historic crossroads, Providence President and CEO Dr. Rod Hockman looks at challenges and says the path forward may be difficult but never impossible. He paints a clear picture of what the future of healthcare can look like for all Americans and especially those who are vulnerable, working tirelessly to make that vision reality via digital, genomics, scientific wellness, population health, and whole person care. Providence has 120,000 caregivers, 52 hospitals, 950 clinics, 5 million unique patient health plan school and housing. So it sees a lot of people and the schools are great and the housing, so I get really excited. So um, Rod talks about systemic changes, factors that accelerate since the pandemic began. As a most amazing thing, he's an immunologist and Providence had the first patient and fortunately the doctor had taken care of Ebola patients. Five years ago, Rod predicted that we would have two viruses. Not if, but when. The cyber virus and the SARS virus. While you predicted these things, how'd you react when it happened? And what, what's, what kind of, sure. what are you going to see next? First of all, we had one of those meetings where you have your whole organization together and, you know, the first thing I said, well, I worry about two viruses as a doctor. And I said, cyber viruses. And you know how everyone nods their head and they're affirming what you said. And then I said, RNA viruses. And you ever tell a joke that goes flat? And they go, I go like, like uh, what we saw at SARS and MERS and Ebola. And then they kind of got it, but they, it was a polite nod, you know, there. But I think for those of us in healthcare, it was not a question of whether it was really when. And uh, we all thought we were better able to do it. The other con uh, conversation I would have, the interesting thing about COVID, it's the first time that a pandemic affected the United States. You know, there are pandemics around the world that just haven't affected us. We have more children dying of diarrheal illnesses than any other disorder every year but we don't, it doesn't necessarily affect us in the United States, so we don't really think about it. Ditto for things like malaria. So there is contagion around the world that happens all the time. This is the first time it's affected us in 100 years since the last uh, you know, global flu pandemic. So when it started, we all thought we were better able, and I was, you know, the, I, I drew the short straw. I was the incoming chair of the American Hospital Association and so, you know, we all figured disaster planning, we're all ready for this. And we realized it was totally unprepared. Uh, I think the good news is that, you know, the doctor that took care of the first patient had worked on Ebola. So actually the first patient uh, that had uh, COVID-19 actually got remdesivir because they'd used remdesivir in Ebola in Africa as a as a course, so, so that actually worked really well. But after that, I think the image I had of us sewing masks in a room really said, where did we go? You know, we didn't have the right equipment, we, didn't have, we weren't ready at all uh, for it. And then the question for all of us remains, 
are we better prepared now than we were before? And the answer to that question is maybe yes, maybe not as we go, as we go forward. So talk cyber, because you also predicted that. and You've done a lot with data and security. So cyber, I think, for everyone is affected. I was at a meeting, and one of my colleagues on the AHA board that will remain nameless was undergoing a ransomware attack. So this is going to be with us continually. And what we've really worried about is, is watching as things unfold in Ukraine, what are the implications for that for cyber attacks that we've seen. But I think it's part of our world. Uh, it's one of those things that everyone has safety and security. I go into their um, room where they've got all the screens up and it looks like something out of Star Wars. Uh, because we're attacked literally thousands of times every day. I do think, you know, for a lesson for the healthcare community, this is probably an area where we should create something together. Because I don't know about you, but those folks are very expensive. And what we need is kind of, a, you know, we need to build something together that can kind of protect our institutions and our people. Yeah, speaking of data, evolution, momentum continues. Your innovations in digital tools, very seamless, engaged healthcare experiences. What can we expect in the future? Well, I, you know, I think, you know, a long time ago, Ram Sharan, who's a business consultant, you probably know Ram, he's a person of very few words. And I think it was about eight or 10 years ago, he goes to me, uh, Rod, take out a pencil. I go, Ram, what's a pencil? I, I don't know what a pencil is. But he said, everything is gonna go digital. And his point was, is that healthcare is gonna be completely digitized. And we're probably, what, a third or two thirds into that revolution. Remember, and I mean, I've been at this for a long time, when it was a big aha that we were going to leave paper behind, right? I mean, um, you know, to think that we argued about that, and we had a lot of my colleagues that didn't want to do that. But that's going to continue. I think the consumer wants to be able to access everything on their iPhone, be able to do it, be able to interact with the same expectations they have in other industries. So that digital revolution is going to t continue, and it's both an access issue, but then on the data side of it, it's also going to revolutionize the way we care for patients, how we do our work, how we put things together. And when we talk about data, you have to do data at scale in order to make a difference, and you know, that's, that's ongoing. So we have to talk about Truvetta, because right. you're a founder of Truvetta, and it's going to revolutionize so care. what we thought a long time ago for the folks in, in the hospital community that are, that are out here, the thing that we haven't done as health and hospital systems is figured out how when we actually get together to do something, we actually have some real power. And we saw that with Civica, Civica RX, and breaking up the generic uh, drug cartel. And today, generic drugs, we've got them on the run. I think we're going to be manufacturing insulin in Virginia within sometime this year. So we're, you know, and I think that was an example of the power of the collective, of how when Intermountain and Providence and all of these health systems got together and said, we're going to do something about it. So I posed the question to my fellow CEOs and I said, why don't we do the same thing with data? Why do we let Facebook, Amazon, Google, all of that take up our data, come back and sell it back to us at a multiple. 
So what we did is, you know, you know, we started with an idea. We got now, I think it's 20 health systems together, some of the largest health systems in the country, really incredible places. But what we needed to do was find the technology people to do the core work. So Terry Meyerson, Terry did Windows, he did uh, Xbox, he did, and he was one of the candidates to be the CEO at Microsoft, went off, did private equity. We convinced him to be the CEO at Trivetta. And he was able to get the engineers, the people that none of us could recruit. He stole some of the best people from the tech industry to work at Truvetta. And I remember talking to Terry. I said, Terry, what keeps me awake at night is how do you merge all these databases into a coherent platform? He said, I'm not worried about that. We've got the best engineers in the world. We'll be able to get that done. What worries me is having, like, at that time, 15 of guys like you as my boss. <laughs> so what I said to him, I'll take care of them, you take care of the data, and, and the rest is history, and we're now three years into it, and one, when Microsoft was looking at it, they valued Truvetta at about three to four billion dollars, so far. It has one or two customers. But it just shows the power of health systems and hospitals starting to kind of take back what they should be doing. And I think the consumer, the patient, uh, trusts that their doctors, their nurses, and their health systems are going to do a better job of working with them to protect their health information than uh, Facebook or Google. So on that same stream of tech, I read an op-ed that you did recently. It's amazing. You said that while tech industry revolutionizes about everything we do, transforming how we access healthcare, one of the most essential services in our lives eludes tech giants. And what are they missing? And I have to also ask you, one of the coolest interviews got to Google is that I think a couple years ago, Rod and Mark Cuban were interviewed together. I've watched it about 15 times, and it's amazing. So can you talk about that transformation and the fact that the tech giants, you know, they just keep... So, so the, the problem that the tech industry, and it is the most arrogant industry in the world, right? They don't understand. They think they can solve everything. And, you know, and I, I've been quoted oftentimes, I said, healthcare is a little bit like Afghanistan. For 2,000 years, everyone's been trying to take it over and no one succeeded because it's really complicated and there's lots of factions and there's lots of pieces. We all know, all of you are healthcare experts in this audience. We know how complicated it is. But the tech people felt, oh, we're just going to walk in there and take over, whether it's Haven, how many, how many different things, what, Health Vault, you know, on and on and on. But they finally, some of them have discovered that actually if you partner with healthcare people, then you can make real progress. And uh, we had Aaron Martin, who was with us uh, eight years ago uh, when he joined us, and he, we had this great Venn diagram. And it was a circle with technology people and healthcare people. And when you put the two circles together, magic happens in the middle. Because actually, when they talk to each other and understand what the needs are in healthcare, that's when technology people really start to do the right thing. Uh, and you know, just a, a side note, we sent Aaron back to, um, to Amazon. I think he's the greatest Trojan horse in the history of healthcare. Because after eight years, we taught him everything about healthcare 
with a heart. And now he knows more about healthcare than anyone in Amazon does. So I think that trade was a good one for us. I hope it benefits.